Welcome to the On Deck Circle, a weekly podcast setting the table with lively baseball banter from two guys who love America's pastime. Let's talk baseball. Welcome back into the On Deck Circle podcast, off-season edition. It is officially 2024. We're over halfway through the month of January. And Alex, you know what's really upsetting to me right now? There's still pitchers that don't have a job. There's quite a few. There are several that are legendary or that are really good pitchers that are without a job right now. And meanwhile, Nobody wants to pull the trigger. And meanwhile, there's these jabronis down in the DR who got signed on International Signing Day. They have jobs. But Jordan Montgomery doesn't have a job. Blake Snell doesn't Blake have Snell a job. Blake Snell does not have a job. Josh Hader still doesn't have a job. But, hey, before we dive in, hot take on Marcus Stroman going to the Yankees instead of the Dodgers. I think the video of him striking out Juan Soto when he when Stroman was at the Blue Jays and, and Soto was at the Padres and him doing the Soto shuffle off the mound has aged really well. And it's going to be fun to have them on the same side. Okay. Well, you know, they I mean, will I, be on the I, same I, side. I, yeah, I, I don't know if I trust anything the Yankees are doing, and I, I, I know the Yankee fans hope it. I, I hope it sticks, but you know, time will tell. I guess time. So. Uh, that's, it, that's like our most used phrase of 2023. And, time will tell. And I think we talked about this last time we were on. The Yankees were, you know, they so were so last year. They were the Death Star of Major League Baseball forever. Well, the Yankees aren't the Yankees anymore. The Dodgers are the Yankees now. Did you see the breaking news that the Dodgers signed Babe Ruth? Exactly. I mean, they've 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 ushered in they're they're raising legends of ancient lore and they're bringing them back. And it's like Ty Cobb's going to be uh, going to be starting for them. Yeah, and they've deferred all their contract money. So it's like they're not going to be paying anybody until like twenty one thirty. Somehow the Dodgers have the lowest payroll in twenty twenty four of anybody uh, because they're not paying anybody, and so I, I mean, it's almost it's like the Yankees have been supplanted. Well, we're almost two and a half minutes into our podcast, and as you can tell, we don't have a we fixed have agenda. agenda. This no. is this is off season exactly. on Deck Circle Podcast. However, the time is drawing near, and I don't know about you, but my heart steps up a beat just thinking about this. Yes. Pitchers and catchers report, Alex. In just under two months, we will have resumed just under just over a month. No, no, playing baseball. Playing baseball. I would say pitchers and catchers report like in in several weeks. Thirty days. Three weeks, I think. Four weeks, yeah. So what exciting times Baseball's coming. There've been a couple things that have taken place. Not no showstoppers by any means. You're not going to talk about international signing day. Are you the Cubs signed a Japanese pitcher, not named Yamamoto? No, but he probably and had not signed Otani, not named Otani. He had, uh, he had the most endearing moment trying to like win over a fan base of anybody so far. Given a nod to Ben Zobrist. Well, okay. So all these Japanese players so far have, you know, they kind of prepare these English statements because they can't speak English real well. And uh, what's what's his name? Even I can't even like show Shogo. Imanaga. Or? Imanaga. There you go. I M A N A G A. Imanaga leads off his press conference with, "Hey Chicago, what do you say? 
Cubs are going to win today. What a way <laughs> to win over the fan I'm base. Like, I'm not even a Cubs fan, and I'm like, I'm all in on that guy all That's of right. a sudden. So way to go, uh, Shota Imanaga yep. and winning over the fan base. Left-handed so. pitcher from Japan who's going to be pitching for the Cubs oh, for yeah. the next four years. And, 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 and the Cubs were, for all intents and purposes, you know, they were one of several teams that felt like they were in hibernation during the winter so far, haven't made any moves, and they made a pl- they made a splash. Uh, what? Okay, have there been an inordinate number of Japanese players coming over this particular offseason? I don't know that there's like, they seem like an inordinate the vo- amount volume, of them. Volume feels up. I feel like we're as an American society paying more attention okay, to that the might stars be, that are yeah, coming that's over. That's probably it. That's probably it. Because, like, Stephen Kwan came over a few years ago. Last year, the guy, um, uh, Suzuki, for the Cubs. I forget his first name. Oh, yeah. Uh, right um, fielder for them. Um, he came over. There have been, there, there's been, like, a, a slow leak of yep. Japanese players. Yep. And I feel like this year, because of the World Baseball Classic that took place last year, Many of the Japanese players are are more on our radar than perhaps in years past. The yeah. the, uh, the guy for the Red Sox, the Japanese slugger for the Red Sox, who had a really great season. He was a Japanese player that came over. Matasaka, yeah, or Yoshida, Masaka, uh, yeah, Masataka Yoshida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you've got other great Japanese players who have come over and played successful baseball. The most prominent of which, perhaps, even is like Kenta Maeda. Yes. Uh, you know, definitely one of those top tier Japanese players that that has just been of utmost success, particularly for the upper Northwest fan bases. Um, but no, I, I feel like the Japanese signings have been fun. The, the other piece that has really jumped out at me, though, is how MLB is trying to enter the buzz when there's nothing going on. Yes. So like yes. we end up drumming up all of these random things, whether it's, you know, you go back to December and we talked about the Rule 5 draft. That's really not a big deal. I mean, it can be a big deal depending on who you get really not that big a deal but it gets all drummed up it, it gets its own coverage on espn then you know winter meetings even which were as you said in our last podcast a snoozer big dud then you come into this year and there's two things that like i didn't even realize were a thing and apparently this year they're a thing the first of as you mentioned earlier being international signing day this is the first year they've really emphasized it on social media and other t- it just doesn't seem like that's ever brought up and which it's like, like it what other sport does that? Right, right. Like football doesn't do that. No. Basketball, to a certain extent, you know, over in the European leagues, there you, you hear about some of these players like Juan Banyama or. But uh, all those guys got to go Gasol through. The, those all, all those guys have to go through the draft, though the amateur draft. True. And so it, that's. I think maybe there's a point to even talk about that. Like that's the uniqueness of baseball and maybe it's not even a good thing. I don't know, but it's this idea that um, the major league baseball doesn't have a way of assimilating the international players into, you know, uh, into the the franchises or whatever. And so they have their own separate lane that they go through and, so, right, so wrong, to, good or bad, and there's probably pros and cons to it. It's just it's very different than how the other sports do it. So to emphasize that point, I saw yesterday a uh, Baltimore Orioles social media post. Yeah. They opened up their own facility in the Dominican Republic. Yes. To be able to recruit and train 
nationals down in the DR to be able to be promoted to the major leagues. Yeah, and and they're not. Yeah, there are several teams that have that. And it almost it, seems like we're trying to establish another tier of minor leagues. Yeah, like. There's triple A, double A, single A, and now, oh, yeah, we're going to do winter ball slash yeah. Dominican Republic stuff. <laughs> you you want to tread lightly here, but it's almost like it, and, and, and again, maybe this is the negative. It feels like it's a way to develop talent at a discount, elite talent at a discount, because, you know, they enroll these kids in these camps or academies that they have down in the DR or, you know, some other Central American country or whatever, and you know, they get these kids in. Some of them are great. Some of them aren't. We never hear about the kids who aren't. And I would imagine, uh, I, and I don't know how it relates to the, like the players, the players union agreement. Uh, but if there are a whole bunch of issues about the quality of minor league experience in the States, I could imagine that this is probably lagging behind somewhat. Yeah. And, and you just know that from the, from the money that was being spent on some of these young kids during the, um, during the uh, you know this international signing day, like these supposed top prospects are being signed with massively lower numbers than like the guys that are coming from the Japanese professional league, um, guys that are getting drafted out of college. The signing bonuses are pretty crazy, and so it just yeah just makes you wonder. It's the Ollie's Bargain Outlet version. It, that's of what it feels baseball. like. That's what it feels Good like. Good stuff, cheap. Yeah, and so, you know, I don't know if that someday, you know, we'll know more about these baseball academies, but until then, maybe Netflix will do a, a documentary on it or an ES, expose an ESPN 30 for 30. A 30 for 30 special. Exactly. exactly. The other the other thing that's happened recently that I had never heard about is the Dream series. Did you know anything about the Dream series prior to it taking place last week? Oh, it took place last week. It did. I did not know anything about the Dream Series. <laughs> it's been in existence since 2017. It is played during the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday weekend. The Dream Series is a development experience event focused on the dynamics of pitching and catching for a diverse group of elite high school athletes, predominantly African-American players from across the country. This unique program focuses on developing the player on and off the field, through instruction, mentorship, scout evaluations, and video coverage. And this year, I felt like I was inundated with news about the Dream Series. The Dream Series is like this tangential developmental program for high school baseball players. So they're not even college kids. They're not even like drafted kids. They're like going out into the farm system of the farm system to try and like identify elite athletes to yeah. develop them. Yeah. Thoughts on that? I hope it works. Seems like another money-making opportunity for MLB. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 right in their wheelhouse, you know, community development, all that sort, you know, trying to trying to pour back, give back. I know, know one of the I know stuff. one of the things that has been well documented by Major League Baseball and others is the lack of African-American participation in Major League Baseball in recent years. Mm -hmm. So you have a ton of influx of Hispanics, of Asians, uh, ballplayers from Puerto Rico, Cuba, the DR, Central America, Mexico. Not a whole lot of prominent African-American baseball stars. You think, yeah. of, you think of who like the top flight American baseball stars are, and you're talking Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper... 
Freddie Freeman, yeah. Mookie Betts. Yeah. And I and I and I don't know like maybe these singular events, I don't know how helpful they're going to be at the end of the day. I feel like there's better <laughs> If you were to make long-term investments, make long-term investments into like you know ball field development in different parts of the country. Don't go building stuff in the DR. Build it here. I mean, yeah. even the um, I don't know. It just it just feels like even like as a you know, there's rec league, there's little league, but like all the sports have travel teams now. Like just from my limited experience, it just feels like travel baseball is like super suburban and bougie by the way speaking of your experience are you uh are you for hire in the little league coaching ranks i'm uh lord willing waiting to uh, have my team assigned to me so we'll see i mean we'll be uh we'll we'll, we'll be announcing that lord uh hopefully in the next uh month or so what so. uh do you have a preference for team name this year just to go on the record i have put a uh, we have they have not been represented in the two years that i've been a part of the league at any level and I have a request in with Little League leadership to be the Tigers. Oh. So we'll see. Maybe you get a call up to the big leagues. Yeah. No, I, so I don't know. I mean, okay. My gut sound, this sound, the whole thing sounded gimmicky. Your uh, gut sounded my, gimmicky? My gut hearing that responded like, oh, that sounds gimmicky to me. However... I Upon mean, further review, yeah, I mean, again, you want to you, you want to do uh, you want to do more things. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep making the the game attractive. Keep making it fun. Keep make keep it moving, and you know, make investments into communities, getting kids playing ball. And you keep doing that, and you know, it's going to work. And rather than going like Easter egg hunting for like the kid that's going to be the next, you know, whatever Ken Griffey Jr. or the Ringer, like. Just get kids playing ball, and the good kids keep playing ball. <laughs> and I mean, that's how that's how baseball is supposed to work. And so, I, I don't know if it's a uh, to, sp- to to link the two discussions together. That's kind of what these uh, you know Dominican Republic academies are. It's like we're going to put these academies down there, hoping to find the next you know Juan Soto or Wander Franco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so. Um, and it's and and it feels like you're just throwing spaghetti against the wall, and maybe something will stick. Spaghetti, yeah, really? You know, spaghetti. If, you know, if spaghetti's cooked, it sticks to the wall. If it doesn't, it doesn't stick. Well, we have a special segment this week oh, called we "Who Have the Dodgers Signed Now?" Oh my gosh! Yeah, who haven't they signed? In the last week, the Dodgers signed free agent Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, played for the Mariners last year to a one-year deal. So so let, let's let's just let's just go out on a limb, okay? I, I know that you think they are the Death Star. They are the Death Star. You are actively rooting against them oh, with all vigorously. My, with, with my whole being. Who do you think signs with them next? I mean, who who how much bigger is this is this Leviathan gonna get in your mind? Do you think Blake Snell signs with them? Jordan Montgomery? Do you think there's another big free agent that's like, eh, why not sign with the Dodgers? Or do you think it stops? Do you think they're done with Teoscar and everybody else will get to clean up the crumbs that have fallen from the table? I don't think they're done yet. Um, Is Kike Hernandez still on the team? I believe so. Okay, so they can't trade for him at the trade deadline like they did this year? No, I don't think so. They could trade for Alex Verdugo. And this is going to sound terrible, and there's no reason to say this. I could see Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell signing with them because both of them kind of like they've got, you know, dweeby looking white guys wow they kind of you know have a thing for and i could say that like the, the dodgers blue they, they need they need some more diverse signings other than japanese stars and yeah Hispanic just like stars. you know like you know 
Max Muncy kind of has got that dweeby white guy look going on. Are you saying that because he has a red beard? No, I just... Because Jordan Montgomery also has a red beard, and you know who else has a red beard? This guy. What are you trying to say Wait, about, about men with red does beards? Does he even have a beard? He does. No, he's clean shaven. All right. I'm, folks, bear with me while I pull up a picture I'm of I'm not talking Max about Muncie. Justin Turner. Justin no, Turner's no, no. got a red beard. Max Muncy. Let's pull up a picture of him, and I want you to tell me what color beard Max Muncy has. First off, I don't not think he Max has a beard. Munchy, Max Muncy. Here we go. Check that out. Does that have, does he have facial hair or not? He does. It's brown. It's it, it's definitely a reddish brown, though. See, like in okay. this picture here, look at this. And then I look a little red. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So he's not clean shaven. Get off, get off your soapbox of dweeby looking guys with red beards because <laughs> I find you very offensive right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess it is red. Welcome That's to 2024, picture. Alex. That's like looking in a mirror, dude. Well, if I be. was you, take your glasses off. That's like looking in a mirror. He has more hair than I do. Oh my gosh, that's so you uncanny. <laughs> Get yourself a Muncie jersey. <laughs> my body double is Max Muncie, apparently. Oh wow! I know this is a podcast, but if you could see what I'm seeing, well, this is crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I I hope they're done. Um, I don't. Uh, the I Dodgers, just, you're talking. Uh, yeah, about. I hope the Dodgers are done with signing people. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Um, my late nights are going to be. Vested in streaming on MLB TV, uh, the Dodgers, and just root every law. I, I, I am, let's put it this way. When the season starts, I will document every loss that team sustains in 2024. Might not have that much action. I will document every loss. <laughs> I will do a standings update every day that they are not in first place. I will bring it up. There you go. I will, it'll be obnoxious. And so, yeah. So you had a couple trivia tidbits. I did. Slash I had, fun things yeah. that we wanted to throw so out I here. So I saw a couple things on, um, you know, on the Twitter. X, in the formerly known as Twitter. Exactly. In the Twitterverse. And unfortunately, I can't find the list, but I think I can recreate it. Based by the off way, of, by the way, before we go any further, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by. Nope. Just kidding. Shut it. Verner's. Okay. <laughs> Verner's Black Cherry. The cure for what ails you. Ginger ale. So there have been, I think it's six, six active MLB players okay, who have made five consecutive, up to this year, five consecutive all-star games. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, no, just Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, Freddie Freeman, Bryce Harper's Mookie, Freddie Freeman, Mookie, Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole's four. There's two more. Josh Hader. Josh Hader's five. Manny Machado. Manny Machado's not it. Uh, Fernando did you say, did Tatis. You, there's seven. Did you say Judge? I did. Okay, so was Judge. Okay, so there's one more. National League. Ronald Acuna. No. Uh, 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 Austin Riley. No. Uh, NL Central. Oh, boy. Goldschmidt. Arenado. Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. So, yeah, no, Josh Hader, Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, Nolan Arenado, Garrett Cole, and Bryce Harper have all played in the last five All-Star games. Nice. Some have played in more, but those guys have all played, and those are the only guys that have done it. Josh Hader was the one that was kind of, I think, was iffy on people's lists. Like, oh, my gosh. Uh, he's Josh. been dominant but he's for been, a long yeah, time. He's been 
you know, crazy good. And so anyway, that was, uh, that was my, uh, I came across that list and I was like, that's an interesting list. I also saw, and I thought this was very interesting and just like, you got to respect baseball. I mean, is, is the sport you can just look back on and you can say like, wow, like this is, you know, just, you know, been great players that have played baseball for a long time. And, um, (laughs) is there was a post about Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn, you know, just provide some context for Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn played for the Padres. Yes. Left-handed right fielder. Yes. First baseman, infielder. I think he played some infield during his career. The dude was a phenomenal hitter. Yes. Proceed. Phenomenal hitter. First off, they need to come back. Uh, The Padres, I know this was like not their original look. but The poop jerseys? They need to come back with the orange, like, the orange Ooh. accent on the Navy, which that I thought nice that, was, that was a pretty good look. But Tony Gwynn's career adding career batting average was 338. Okay. And there's like, there's crazy stats. Like he struck out, like there are more guys who strike out in a month than he, he struck does. out in like in 10 years. Yep. Like it's crazy. Some people, well, let's put this in perspective. Some people strike out during an entire season, the amount he struck out in his entire career. Exactly. And so it's ridiculous. And his walk number is incredible too. He oh had yeah. So many walks, so many hits. 338 career bad and average. When facing Cy Young Award winners, 339. Which would be like your Greg <laughs> Maddox's, your Randy Johnson's. Speaking of which, your Kershaw. Somebody shared a video. Uh, Rob Friedman shared a video of Houston Astros pitcher Randy Johnson, lefty facing Tony Gwynn lefty and Randy is in the process of just cutting him up. Wow. Slicing and dicing. And Tony Gwynn takes a one, two slider well off the plate and ropes it down the left field line for a double. And And you're just like, I mean, we've just lost so much of the art of hitting. Yes. We've gotten really good at mashing. Well, no. And it's like, I mean, you know, do you remember when you went when when you world of Javi Baez, do you remember it just you really to, makes you respect what Tony Gwynn was able to do. Yeah. Do you remember the days when you would see guys flick their bat at a ball because it was so far off the plate? And that's what he did. And it's like, like he throw just, their he bat just at throws it. the bat at it and like, you know, just gets it down the line. I mean, in the age of the shift, I mean, Tony Gwynn would have had a field day and, um, you know, he got 3000 hits all on his own and it just, it's just, it's just phenomenal. So I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, that's a player because of the West Coast. I uh, growing up on the East Coast, didn't get to watch him nearly as much growing up as I would have probably would have liked to. True. And a guy who, um, yeah, I just I don't know. I know we did this before. Have your uh, views changed at all with the uh, the Hall of Fame ballot? Uh, we I know we talked about this a couple, but I know the Hall of Fame is going to get announced in another week. Not really. Um, I haven't really. I mean, I've seen. It seems like MLB has been running like compelling cases for all the guys that are up for the ballot. Um, I've come around on a couple guys. Oh, okay. So I'm just I've got the ballot up in front of me right now, and Adrian Beltre, uh, definitely, in. definitely. Todd Helton in, in my opinion. Um, Joe Mauer in. Uh, this is a new addition for me. Andy Pettit. Is he even still on the ballot? He is. This is like last year or something like that. What's the most he's gotten in past years? That I don't have in front of me, but he's won five World Series rings. Well, he pitched for the Yankees but during no, the in, 90s. But his postseason, just like his postseason record alone. I mean, he was like the Mr. October of pitchers. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, he should be in. 
Um, I've come around on Gary Sheffield. What? I Is that because Gary he played Sheffield, for Detroit? No. I just like his home run total. He hit over 500. He hit over 500 home runs. His bad, his career batting average is pretty good. Which is what? 280, something like that. But his defense was horrible. Gary Sheffield, I think, uh, would be in on my ballot. And then Billy Wagner would be in on my ballot. How many saves does he have? He's sixth all time. 422. All right, fine. I guess he could be in. And um, if Craig Kimbrell is at 417, if, he, if Craig Kimbrell pitches four more years, he might be able to get to 422. You know, he's, <laughs> he's pitching for the Orioles. I was so disgusted when I saw they signed him. Overrated signing of the offseason. Yeah, I mean, like, just to put it in perspective, now he has an insane amount of, like, saying more. Like, oh, my gosh. Okay, this is, okay, again. All right. This fine. is the beauty yep, of baseball. Yep, Dennis go. Eckersley, 390 career saves. Okay. He pitched 3,200 innings. So he was a starter for a long time. He was. And then became a Hall of Fame level, uh, a Hall of Fame level uh, closer. You know, speaking of That's starters nuts. turned closers, we've seen a lot of that, whether it's the Dennis Eckersleys, the John Smoltzes. You know, basically you start as a pitcher and you retread as a reliever. Yeah. Helps you get some more life out of those tires. Did you know to, did you uh, see what happened with Jordan Hicks? Okay. So fireballer, 100 mile an hour, yes. nasty sinker baller, slider guy for the Blue Jays. Got traded there from the Cardinals. He's a free agent. He signed a four-year deal with the Giants with the intent of him going back to starting. That's going to be interesting because yeah. you almost never see a starter go to a reliever and then transition back to a starter. Pretty much once you become a reliever, you stay a reliever for the rest of your career. It'll be interesting to see with that signing with the Giants. I mean, it's it's obviously an experimental signing. They're hoping it works because they have a really great closer already in their bullpen. It'll be interesting to see how well he transitions. He he wants to be a starter. Right. And the Giants want him to be a starter. So they're both on the same page, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. That's interesting you said like um, some of the guys that have crossed over. Obviously, apparently Dennis Eckersley is the leader in the clubhouse. But uh, John Smoltz also at 3,400 career innings with 154 saves. That's really – that's impressive, man. It is. I don't know. I – um. Yeah, I saw the Jordan Hicks signing. Um, you know, we'll see how that's experimental changing of positions works out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what are you? What's the biggest thing you're looking forward to between now and pitchers and catchers reporting? What would you like to see happen? More snowfall in Pennsylvania. Okay. Baseball related. Oh, oh, ba baseball. Related. <laughs> baseball related. Uh, I'd love the Phillies to go out and get Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, he seem he smells Philly. I think Reese Hoskins signs with the Cubs. I think that'd be yeah. a good a good match made in heaven or the Royals. And I think it'd be cool if uh, Josh Hader signed with an AL Central team. And I think whoever he signs with, he pushes over the top to win that division next year. Well, Cleveland doesn't need him. Correct. So that or maybe he could be set up man for Emmanuel Classe. Yes, Cleveland doesn't need him. Um, the Tigers I don't would, necessarily need him. Uh, the Rangers. World, in what world do we not need him? 
I think it's the same. I think that's the same argument I can't for the even, Guardians. I, I was so angry at our closer last year. I can't even tell you what his name is right now. Can you now. imagine? Like, you have Class A coming in right-handed. You have Hader coming in left-handed. What a dynamic duo that would be if he signed with the Guardians. I think any. I think it'd be fun to see him sign with an AL Central team just, just to put him in the dance. Like, he signs with the Twins, automatically makes the Twins better in that division. Signs with the Royals, yeah. makes them better. Let's be honest, though. Unless you're in the state of Minnesota, who wants to see the twins in the dance? We've seen the twins in the dance enough. Well, they danced right off the stage this past year. They're the Dallas Cowboys. They're the the Dallas Cowboys of Major League Baseball. Let's not quite go that far. Maybe maybe we make them the Philadelphia Eagles of Major League Baseball. No, I take that back. I take that back because the Minnesota Twins actually did win a postseason game this year. In our lifetime. (laughs) Unlike some other people that we know. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we will see what happens. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. What are you hoping for between now and pitchers and catchers in terms of major league action? Honestly, um, I don't know. I just feel like this whole off season has been, I know, I know like it was a, I mean, it was a big signing and stuff, but it just seems like it's lacked. It's lacked some excitement. Yeah. Uh, and it not, feels, it not feels necessarily like, even because I mean, yeah. Okay. It, it, it feels I, like 4th of July yeah. where like the fireworks start. Yeah. And they're like popping off randomly and like, ooh, that was pretty. But you haven't hit the finale. Right, right. And there's a couple guys, and I, I'm, oh, I'm not going to struggle with names right now, but there's been like rumors of some guys getting traded. Like I, we need a, we need a big trade. Yeah. Um, we need, uh, and I know Juan Soto was traded, but even like, you know, the hall was, it was what it was. Do you want to break a new, uh, do you want to break a news story with a trade rumor? Like we need Wander Franco to go to prison in the Dominican Republic or something. Uh, (laughs) Something needs to happen to just kind of really, you know, I don't know, kind of jolt, uh, the season to life here. Um, as we prepare for the, as we prepare for the, the, the new season. But I tell you though, um, I, I, I uh, do. I do want to propose, and I know Groundhog's Day is when you know we all like you know spring is here or winter's going to continue. The first day of spring should be the day pitchers and catchers report on the calendar, because if you're a baseball fan, you know you do it. I'm just looking forward to that day because everyone brings up the video of their favorite team and balls popping leather. Since spring is here. Yeah. Spring is here. So I'm maybe, just looking forward to that. And, and, maybe you know, we call we'll our local happens, legislator but. and see if they can slide that proposal into the legislation ending <laughs> daylight savings time. Exactly. And I'm just excited because I saw a list on, uh, it was like MLB Network, and it said the top, it was the top 10 most improved teams going to 2024. My Tigers were number Three. nine. Ooh, whoa. <laughs> number nine most improved teams. Nice. And so we'll see what happens. Um, but I am looking forward to the season getting started. Um, the Jack Flaherty for Cy Young campaign starts today. Uh, for the Tigers. Wow. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I thought Tarek Skubal was, no, the, was, was the projected Cy Young. Gonna, he, he's the biggest Cy Young contender uh, for the for the Tigers if he can you know stay with us. So. One last piece of news to bring up, just to throw it out there for our loyal, faithful fans. It's notable that Alex Anthopoulos got signed with the Braves to be their GM through 2031. I did not. Like, yeah. Clearly, he must be doing something right. The owner must just absolutely love the job that he's doing. And the, like, the other, to have job security for eight more years, it's pretty amazing. The other Greek freak. That's right. We have Antony, Giannis, Antonis Antetokounmpo and Alex Anthopoulos. 
you know, dominating the, their respective sports. At the end of his career, Anthopolis needs to write an anthology. <laughs> Could be great. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see what happens. But yeah, hopefully maybe they give us a reason to get back on the podcast here uh, doing something exciting. Uh, we'll probably check in another time before uh, before pitchers and catchers report. We'll do a Valentine's Day update. Exactly. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Hey, Chicago, what do you say? And until next time, we're going to say we're out of here.